0: the lawyers for Marco Muzo are arguing that the Navell Lake family that lost three children and their grandfather in that horrific uh, accident uh, should not be entitled to more than a third of the damages they are seeking in a $25 million lawsuit. What does that mean? How is all of this determined? Uh, Jeffrey Reed is with his Hamilton attorney and on the line with us now. Hello, Jeffrey. How are you today? I'm
1: fine, Scott. How are you doing? You staying warm?
0: I'm trying to, uh, but I, I hear by Thursday it won't matter. We'll all be in shorts anyway. It seems that way. Meantime, you got a few hot topics to keep things warmed up. That's very, very true. Uh, let me start with this, Jer- uh, Jeffrey. How how do you determine how much is is adequate in these cases?
1: Okay, I'm, I'm going to uh, answer you. I just want you to understand that uh, my area of practice is criminal law. I don't practice... Uh, Things that are outside criminal law, but I do have a you know reasonable understanding of these things. And I think the most important thing is to understand that uh, in a civil case where you're claiming that some wrong was done to you and you're looking for some kind of uh, compensation, the the typical compensation, not the only kind, but for for our purposes, is going to be measured in in money terms. We reduce it down to money the best we can. When you're dealing with property, something got stolen, lost, destroyed, damaged. It's pretty easy because property you can put a value on. When we get to human lives, whether it's personal injury or death, Death, well, it becomes a lot harder as, as you can understand, and yet and yet that 's the measure we try to do it so um, so it, it is difficult the, uh, when it comes to uh, measuring it, the uh, courts will uh, say, well okay, if, if the person is liable, in other words they 're responsible, so now we just have to figure out the, the question of, uh, of damage like what 's it worth to compensate the uh, the harmed party the the, the plaintiff they 'll look at a couple of things they so, um, The first thing they'll they'll ask about is, well, let's just put aside, first of all, what are called special damages. That's when they're looking at the out-of-pocket costs, the expenses that are associated with it. So a person might say, I had to get a special vehicle to drive because I couldn't drive my own, or I had to get nurses or special care or medicine or uh, therapy, any number of things. So we put that aside, special expenses and damages. Then you get to the sort of general damages. Those are the things where you get paid a compensation figure for pain and suffering and there's also another, uh, uh, and the civil guys who probably uh, you know more about this than I'll ever know, or uh, will maybe able to correct the, the the technical side of it. But, but in fact, there's also another error subject of damages, which is to deal with uh, loss of future income. So those tend to be fairly big numbers, especially the possible loss of future income. And then last of all, as you can see in the Muso case, there's this question of uh, of like punitive damages, which is. Unusual but it can be done where where the courts look and say, I know it's a civil case, but there's some conduct here that is so outrageous that it deserves some uh sanction, some denunciation and we're gonna we're gonna represent that by a further amount of money we call punitive damages. For example, if an insurance company was dealing with their own client and they were dealing in bad faith, we'll make that up. And and the court says, You know why you were dealing in bad faith, you should have been dealing with this guy's properly. So not only do you have to pay up whatever you had to pay up, but we're gonna put an extra measure of, of damages in just to show that the court frowns on this and maybe the next guy won't treat, uh, do the same thing. So, so those are all the areas. The problem, of course, is how you, how you put a number on something that amounts to pain and suffering. So if you uh, uh, lose, say, a finger, uh, it hurts and so forth. But uh, like, how do you measure that? And if I can illustrate that, uh, am I talking too much? I'm, I'm hoping I'm...
0: No, go I'm ahead. Keep going. Okay. You're fine. You're fine.
1: Uh, if, if, I can illustrate that with an area that's a little closer to what I do, um, and, and that's occasionally uh, we see cases reported, um, and which are proven to be so, of wrongful conviction, where a person has been uh, prosecuted, found guilty, convicted, sentenced to jail, sometimes 5, 10, 15, 20, even more years. You see the David Milgard cases, you see the Jean-Guy Moran cases, and they spend a lot of time in a harsh environment, with no liberty, and, and uh, all of the terrible things that are associated with that, and then later on it says, well, uh, we made a mistake. So then they say, well, I'm suing now for compensation. Well, How do you put a number on, a, on, on the life of somebody and their time? So likewise, it's with other things. We, we, ha- we have to somehow measure it, and the courts have a lot of experience with these cases for as, as time goes along, and many, many cases, and, and they come to certain numbers which they know are appropriate for... Uh, Pain and suffering, and and the, but the big number that often exists is the one for uh, loss of future income. So some years ago, and I'm talking about many years ago, the civil guys probably laugh when they listen to me saying this. But at one point, there was a, 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 a case or a series of cases in Supreme Court of Canada where they sort of capped the, uh, the the pain and suffering damages at about a hundred thousand. Now that's probably inflated by inflation now, but it's, it's not really big like in the U.S. numbers you hear, monster numbers. And we don't live in that world. Ours is different. When you get to uh, loss of future income, it can be different. And illustrate that point by this: you're a concert pianist, you're at the height of your very career, you're making all kinds of concert tours, you've got big income, and then you lose a hand. Well, what's that worth? Well, your loss of future income is probably uh, uh, huge. On the other hand, if you're uh, uh, an elderly fellow who's uh, you know maybe uh, unable to do anything or whatever, mm. then your loss of income will be almost negligible, and so you'll get nothing on that account it may be pain and suffering, but not at that account. So so that's the context. You kind of try to distill this down to a number, but it's really hard to distill personal suffering, pain and suffering and and loss uh, to a number, and yet that's what the courts have to try and do.
0: Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.